0: Hello everyone and welcome to uh, the very first episode of Debbie's Downers featuring Lewis Colton and Gerard Adams. Today's episode will be starting off loosely discussing the accidental alienation of Christendom College's uh, social groups. And what this just means is that when people come into Christendom they tend to um, from my vantage point and I, hope, I hopefully Gerard will have slightly differing opinions so we can have a conversation on that. But the uh, from the way I see it, people come into Christendom with a very specific mindset and very easily get caught into friend groups that stay pretty much consistent throughout their tenure at the school. And these friend groups don't necessarily ignore each other, but they're definitely exclusive in some very concrete ways. Um one of the most disturbing being that typically all of the romantic attachments that the students leave the school with come from specific friend groups. Or not, not like specific friend groups, but like within each friend group, it's the people that got into that friend group freshman year. And among those people, the combinations are from specific groups and there isn't much cross group dating. And from, from my perspective, and this obviously isn't universal, but for, for the most part, that's what it seems to be. And we just wanted to discuss how that affects just the moral growth of, how, of specific Christendom students and how, if, how and if we can do it better.
1: Oh, well, that's really interesting. Uh, so when I, when I came into Christendom, um, there was definitely a growth period of all the different people being thrown together in the freshman class and then searching for like stability. And then once they achieved that stability, they were so reluctant to let go of it. Um, and that kind of gave birth to clicks right. Um, it took me a whole, probably two semesters to actually start looking outside of my friend group to see what was what else was there
0: right. And do do you think, like, looking outside of your friend group, is that something that is atypical? Or would you say that most people that you know look outside the friend group at some point?
1: Curiously, I think this semester especially, um, more and more people that I know are starting to look outside of their friend groups. But for the longest time, uh, there was actually a great deal of reluctance to actually do that, to reach out, Um, which kind of restricts your search well, it obviously restricts your circle of acquaintances, but it also will restrict—I well, mean, everybody comes to Christendom with, like, ideas of their future in their heads. Right. And, um, part and parcel with that idea is, like, am I going to date? Uh, what, am I, what, am, what is my discernment process going to look like? Right. Uh, and usually that restricts all of those processes.
0: Yeah, because you're, you're, you're only allowing your personality to bounce off the specific people that you were comfortable with the first two weeks of school, and then if you don't challenge yourself beyond that, then you, there's not much
1: in the way of forced growth that happens. Right. Like, there's the whole idea of, like, personal growth that happens during college, and it goes beyond just scholastic growth, which is kind of built into our structure. There's also personal growth uh, in the areas of, like, your social life, and one of the things that I've noticed is you'll have pronounced groups like, you know, I don't know many of these people, but the Holy Roller crowd versus, right. say, the drinking crowd. Right, right. And that can lead to interesting dynamics.
0: Right, because, because, because even within the groups, you know, there's the, funny, there's the funny phenomenon of, you know, the stereotypes growing up around each group. And so when one member of a certain group decides that they want to, you know, switch venues for a weekend it's 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 a noticeable shock to the to the people that are in both cliques
1: well it's a really funny phenomenon that like when one person leaves say table two and goes and (laughs) eats at you know some other table this is a topic of conversation at table (laughs) two that, like, occupies five whole minutes of, you know, lunchtime.
0: Table two is upset that your French fries were not spilled at the usual time, <laughs> at the usual place. If you're not sitting in the same chair every day for four years, you are anathema.
1: Yeah, that's how stratified the social structure com- becomes. Yeah. Which is not healthy.
0: Which is not healthy, which is not healthy at all. But, like, is there, is there any way beyond just don't do it, dummy?
1: Oh yeah there's you mean like is there a reason not to do it
0: Oh no like is there is there a way that you could could break that
1: break the phenomenon. yeah without 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 just like
0: because 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 for a lot of people you know Christendom is 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 a place of comfort right because we go here we we get comfortable with the people that we're with and so irrational as it may be going into the lunchroom and sitting at a table of people that you know all the names of but you haven't sat with them before, that is a daunting thing.
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah, I know. I've experienced that firsthand. Yeah. No, so, I mean, for a lot of people, I think there's two, well, there's probably many things that prevent them from doing that, but the two that come to mind easiest would be, like, reluctance, because it's a scary experience for some people, but also, like, why? Like, why would I do that? Like, what is there outside of my group that I want or right. something that I should right. want?
0: Right. Unless unless they have a crush on someone, they're not going to leave the table. That's usually the chief motivating factor. Yeah. It's funny I how that goes. See. And and it's it's, it's... it's The the funnier thing about crushes and friend groups is that many times these, these cliques that are formed... And, and this is mostly just a facetious observation on my point, but uh, I've seen that... A, a, uh, a surprising chunk of friend groups among the freshmen are are built around who has crushes on who. So there will be like mixed friend groups, and they're only friend groups because these girls found each other and became a group just out of comfort. And then the guys became a group out of comfort. And then two or more, one or like a, a number of them are interested in a number of the opposite group. And then oh, they're a friend group now.
1: Well, and I think. You're referring to like the general phenomena, a particular instance of that. Well I'm not gonna name like a specific Oh no, I was I,
0: no, I've seen it a couple times. Happen. Right. Because I'm like, a senior, so I'm I know I know what I'm talking about definitely, automatically. So definitely my opinion means more.
1: Oh, oh well. <laughs> we'll 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 see. <laughs> oh. uh, no, no, you're right on that point. Absolutely. I think uh, as far as reasons go for reaching outside of comfort zone, um I mean, if we were to take, like, the mission... Like, I'm going to try to make a a loose connection between, like, the mission that we all come here to achieve uh, and then connect it to our social life, which is if we're to restore things... Right. But we aren't willing to step out of our comfort zone, what does that mean for our future? Right. Um, But specifically, Mm. if... We view our mission as Catholics to, like, reach out and talk to people to, like, bring them to a better place as, like, part of an evangelization effort. Right. One of the best places to practice things similar to that is here. Right. So if, say, the pretentious Holy Roller crowd doesn't reach out to, say,
0: the sinful, down-and-dirty drunkards of the world,
1: then we have a problem
0: (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy rollers don't get to enjoy alcohol. I
1: mean, <laughs> we we most of us, if I may temporarily group myself with that crowd, uh, would appreciate alcohol and its proper, you know. Uh,
0: the Chester Belloc Debate Society.
1: You know, I mean all age observances. You know, <laughs> all the boxes ticked, so to speak. Uh, but yes.
0: Yeah, so evangelization within Christendom. And that's that's an interesting topic that I don't think. I mean, I've I mean, I know we've briefly talked about it in our conversations in the past, but that is an idea that is mostly foreign because it, it it's easy to overlook the need for evangelization and brotherhood. Lest I sound Protestant, but in a place where everyone goes to Mass and Confession monthly, or like Mass weekly and Confession at least monthly.
1: Well, and that's a regrettable oversight because right. we're supposed to be living the common life, and right. part of that means we look out for each other. Right. And when we don't do that, that's regrettable. That's right. that's not conducive to proper community life. Yeah. And I think, you know, a confusion might be, well, yeah, I'm, I'm living community life with these 20 people
0: right and i go to sac events sometimes
1: right and but that's that's an incomplete observance of the community life right that's like okay you're halfway there now you need to help other people who aren't fortunate enough to be in your group
0: right is that is that like are you saying that people who aren't fortunate to be in your group need help is oh, that... very funny.
1: <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there. No, I think each group has something to offer. Yeah. Like you might have that scholarly but the, crowd. But
0: that's hard to admit.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why they don't do it. Ah. Uh, Touche. But like another specific example is you have those people who fit the scholarly stereotype. Right. And then you have the people who fit the sports-oriented stereotype guess what for the well-rounded individual you you you'd want both right and because in individuals influence other individuals mixing those two crowds actually could be beneficial
0: right right
1: but they don't usually mix
0: right and it's not it's, and it's not like they're not mixing like they don't talk to each other ever it's just that their social like their their extracurricular social time is is completely separate.
1: There are practical limitations.
0: Yeah. Right, but and but I was just I was just adding just adding a clarification on your point that like even if you sit next to someone in class, even if you you like uh, have talked said hi to someone on the dip, that's a start. That's good. You're building like you're building bridges because it takes something like a thousand meaningless conversations to have one that matters. Um, and and that's just. Something that's true of all humans, but if you're not, you know, if you're doing the same things every weekend, be it going to house parties, which aren't necessarily a bad thing. That's the like house parties have such a bad name. They're mm. they're they. I've had some of the best conversations at a house party.
1: It's actually kind of weird how that happens, but yeah, yeah. no, you're. Right. And
0: and it's and it, people associate it with drunkenness, but that's not what my experience
1: is. I think uh, a lot of the people on the more uh, reserved side of the spectrum can point to specific instances where, like right. house parties, went very, very wrong, right. and right. then just said, "Okay, well, they all must be wrong, so I am going to avoid that."
0: But the thing is, the thing is, if you guys, if like, if not you guys, isn't like specifically pointing the finger there? That was that was close. Um, but like, if if the more reserved individuals went to house parties.
1: What would their influence be? What like? What would their influence be like? Well, it's hard to tell. Like, if I'd say just do it and find out. I mean, it's worth a do try. Do it. Do it. Do
0: it with people you trust, obviously. Because don't don't throw yourself into the deep end, obviously. Because like you you don't want to just trust that other people's habits are going to ha-
1: help you become virtuous. Right, and there's practical concerns. Right. So like, if right. you're the lone guy who's like on a whim on a set sa- on a Friday night or Saturday night, and is like, okay. I'll go to a house party and see what it's like. And then goes by himself. That influence that he could exert is going to be outweighed tremendously right. by the normal dynamic. But if he brings a whole group, a car full of people who are more seriously you know, uh, oriented, they could influence. Right,
0: right. And, 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 and in my experience, like no one's not welcome at any given point at Christendom. It's just that no one's willing to take the step to include someone else.
1: Right. Because they don't know what that interaction will be like. Uncomfortable, right. comfortable, right. Weird, weird. Like,
0: if, if if you start from a point of assuming that you're incompatible, you're, you're never going to become compatible. Right. Or you'll, you're never even going to find out where that limitation is.
1: You'll fulfill the expectation right. that you have. Right. right.
0: Which is interesting. Yes.
1: Fascinating. So I guess that's some general points. I do believe you mentioned dating specifically in your introductory. Yes. Yeah, I did. Speech. I did, and
0: and this this so, might j- jump me onto a, 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 a tirade against dating at Christendom, not not in its in its origins, but completely structural. Are you referring to Christendom dating or something similar?
1: Or something else?
0: I'm referring to romantic attachment at Christendom in general. I see. So that was it would be inclusive. Okay, yeah. So here's 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 what I see the problem with um, romantic attachment at Christendom. It's not a bad thing. I've seen some beautiful relationships. It's not a universal bad, but you have to understand why it is problematic and why you can get hurt very easily because for the most part these friend groups when and this goes back to my point about friend groups forming when romantic interest is suggested between members of the groups. So say so say Sally's group um, there's like three girls in that group and then Tom's group has some four guys in his group. And then Sally and Tom, they like each other and so their groups start hanging out together and they they become a friend group. And then when Sally and Tom, they make the jump from Christendom dating, quote unquote, to actual dating, the temptation and what I've seen in practice for most of the time is that the friend groups aren't supporting Sally and Tom. They're supporting the friend group or the, the relationship because that's why the friend group exists.
1: Oh, actually, I have seen that
0: before. And so when the fr- when when the romantic relationship is in trouble people try to put a band-aid on the relationship instead of ascertaining what is going on with sally as distinct from tom they are not one flesh we should not treat them like they're married or even close to getting married dating is just interviews for the final job position
1: well once you've progressed to the more permanent kind right. of dating that right. long term right. search then i mean i would i would say it bears similarities to the interview process if we could yeah, put it there yeah yeah, yeah
0: i i i don't li- like obviously there are limitations to that but i just wanted to say it's you are you are dating for a purpose at a certain point right and the purpose is marriage but dating isn't en- isn't engagement for a reason.
1: Right. Well, I think this points to a broader confusion about relationships. Okay. Uh, romantic relationships at Christendom. And I mean, I think that's just symptomatic of the culture at large. But, instead of the broader problem being, you know, date, Christendom date, relationship, and then people try to su- prop it up to support it. That's a problem. But I think the broader problem is just Lack of deliberate relationships. Mm. Relationships and, here are too casual,
0: and and this goes back to to what we were talking about before with friend groups. Oh yes, it's not deliberate. It's what's comfortable. Yes, like like why is it like? It's hard to just ask someone out on a date. It shouldn't be. Why is Some it?
1: Some of that is natural, I think. That you're right, it can be um, hyped up so that it is harder than it should be. Why do you think that is? I think part of it, and I haven't thought about this enough, but I think part of it stems from a dissonance between people who do treat dating seriously but know that most people don't, at least mm-hmm. at first, and so then there's this internal confusion may be about questions like, okay, am I going to follow the crowd? Am I going to date just to date? Or am I going to treat this seriously? How do I know the other person is treating this seriously? Or is the other person just doing this because everybody is? And then that internal confusion can turn into um, not wanting to go out of their comfort zone. And actually, I think this leads to Christendom dating as well, actually. Um, because Christendom dating is like, okay, we both say we're not dating, but we're exclusively spending time with each other. But we have that plausible deniability. Right. And all of that's unhealthy.
0: Right. Because it's like, you guys are watching movies together in the basement student center. You, you, what well, are you guys just going to stand, sit straight up watching... The new newest Marvel movie, exactly six inches apart on the Commons couch or Student Center couch, yeah, okay. You're not making any <laughs> subliminal promises to this person oh. during that time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and after your third or fourth week, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's really unfortunate. I, I, it's deplorable actually, and I think, you know, I don't want to come down too hard actually, but honestly, God. some things. <sighs> Some things just need to change, and that's one of those things. Some things aren't meant to be casual. Right. Right. Dating's not one of those things that Or
0: or be not casual. it's it, dating can be casual in one sense, but not when you're spending that much time with someone.
1: Right. I mean, there's that initial that initial phase where you're like, "Oh, hey, I might be interested in that person. I need to find right. out. Let me let me like have a couple of good conversations with that person just to kind of see right. what goes. It's 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 it's
0: see that 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 brings out like an interesting point about relationships at Christendom. because having a good conversation can be seen as casual dating by some. And I know I, that's tactical hyperbole in some sense. But but like as someone who talks to a lot of people, especially like happens to talk to like a fair bit of girls. And it's not because I play around with girls or I'm indecisive or I give them too many hints or whatever whatever an accusation may be. I just enjoy talking with people. Right. I'm generally just an easygoing person. I've had, you know, some long conversations with girls that I haven't talked to before or haven't talked to much after. But after a serious conversation where we connect and have really good, you know, Um, banter as it is the next day I'll get you know one or two questions from people that don't know me too well but are like hey are you a and so and so a thing and it's like
1: no I
0: was talking
1: with them I think that's like it points to your it obviously has to do with your point but it also reaches to the other point of like those people who'd be asking those questions if they're asking the questions literally the day after they witnessed one conversation, that's literally (laughs) symptomatic of of like a mentality of casual dating. That's true. And that's literally part of the problem we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we're not it's, it's not casual connection. That's the problem.
0: The problem is, is, is being too casual with the way that you commit your time with people. Yeah. Being not deliberate enough Mm -hmm. because if you're spending time, you know, just putting your arm around her it's just putting your arm around her but you do that with enough consistency
1: that's that's like that's a sign if if, if, if you
0: were if you did that and you were in a Jane Austen novel you'd be the villain I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you are the bad guy at that point
1: (laughs) well you know I can't argue like
0: because because it's it's, it's unfortunately true Because if you're casual with the way that you and and it's not to say and it's not to say like you can't touch people. You can't touch like, okay, that sounds weird. I, I don't mean it like that. It's like you can you can be, you know, you know, high fives, hugs here and there. But if you're there's a difference between just being casually, you know. Friendly, friendly, friendly. That's a good word. Thank you. I was in a hole there. So I was like, I don't know how to describe this without like saying the word touch again. It's like that word is so awkward to say in this context. I don't want to say touch when talking about Christendom dating. It just makes me feel weird.
1: kind of like Christendom dating. Oh, well, that, okay. (laughs) Basically,
0: what I'm saying is that if you are being friendly, that's fine. As long as you're intentionally being friendly and you're setting those lines with yourself, right? But like, if you spend, you know, it's a, if it's a lingering hug, you're
1: going to okay. No, <laughs> there's a line. There's always yeah, a no, line. There's there's always a
0: line, and and we all know where that line is, but we just want to ignore it because it feels good. There can be because we like this person. We want to be around them. We want the, the we want the comfort. We don't want to feel lonely or isolated. But the problem is, is that you're living in the Christendom bubble. You can't escape. There's less than 500 of us here. When you could, when you, when you spend that much time with someone, that is a commitment. Yeah. Yeah, And when when you've only, when you've only got 500 people and you're choosing to, to focus on 10 exclusively and among those 10, you now have no time for those 10 people and you only spend all of your extra time with one person. That's a lot of extra time.
1: Right. And that's an
0: absurd amount of time with that person. Out in the regular world, if you were interested in someone, you'd maybe see them twice a week. Oh, yeah. For I, like an hour and a half. And that's if you tried. And that's if you tried.
1: Yeah. What makes that worse, what makes that whole picture you painted worse is that oftentimes the interest is casual right it's not actually serious interest like okay i'm actually serious about this i'm not sure where it's gonna go but i'm serious about this it's usually not with that mentality it's usually like okay i like hanging out with this person this person gets along well with me i like spending time with this person you know we have vague ideas of where this is gonna go but nothing nothing substantial.
0: And it makes one of the best rules of thumbs in terms of romantic relationships that I've heard really hard to go by because the, the that rule is you don't invest in someone based on how much you like them. You invest in them based on how much they invest in you.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I did not. I've never heard that before. So
0: basically like if, if you really like someone but they don't give you the time of day and you know, they brush you off like every like every other time that, they, that you called them you probably shouldn't be investing in that person because it's not a healthy relationship. I
1: mean, now that I think about that, that makes sense because, I mean, let alone romantic relationships, right. even no, friendships. N- yeah, no, friendships too. They depend on reciprocal right? Uh, devotion, I guess, uh, attention. <laughs> devotion. <laughs> I
0: would love if my friends were devoted to me. <laughs>
1: hey, I mean, it can be as simple as loyalty. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, but
0: like like with, with these casual relationships, you're you're investing a lot of time. And that's where the, the the your brain gets attached to this person in a way that you don't know them that well. Yeah. And so there's this paradox of you spending all this time with this person, but you don't know them that well because you haven't seen them in different contexts. You've only ever seen them in very specific contexts.
1: Mm. I guess to highlight, if I can just zoom out very briefly yeah. okay, uh, to highlight a few things, it's just, there are, there, there is such a thing as a legitimate casual relationship, but I right. don't think, well, I think most people confuse that with serious relationships or, are so scared of serious relationships that they just stick with casual ones. Casual relationships have their place as friendships only, right. not as romantic casual relationships. I okay. don't think there should be such a thing as a casual romantic relationship, uh, except for that very brief initial phase where you're just okay. like, okay, like like I it, might like that person.
0: Say we're like out in the out in the normal world, well, not in the christendom bubble, mm. and like you have to you you meet someone and you ask them out on a date. Okay. That's casual at that point it would because certainly you're not start friends off
1: yet. casual. Yes. And Be- so
0: like you like first first date you're like okay so I'm I'm like you're getting to know each other. But there is that romantic undertone, but at the same time it's different cuz there's intentionality there.
1: Exactly. That's the distinction. So it's casual in one sense, serious in another. Right. Because you're casual with the way you treat the situation for a brief period of time.
0: But there's a distinct
1: goal in mind Exactly, and the goal is serious
0: Right um, Whereas with Christendom, you, you kind of come here and you're like What happens, happens, homie
1: Yeah I, I don't know why it is We have that mentality here, it's kind of strange Because we
0: all think basically alike
1: well, that's an unhealthy similarity, I guess. Well, I mean, it depends. No, it's, 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 it depends. it's only
0: unhealthy if, if, if you lulled into complacency. Because we, we think enough, like, dissimilarly, where there is that sharpening aspect that you can be found. Like, take our relationship, for example.
1: Mm.
0: Like, we have different interests, Certainly. to put it a certain way. Ah, uh, yes. Different ways we like spending our time, different senses of humor. Oh to uh, a point.
1: Uh that is a dramatic difference. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but at the same time, we there's there's a there's a there's a very distinct value that we place on our relationship with each other.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: I'm sorry, I I, I now realize I've I've been remiss. I have I've not been intentional with 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 my uh, goals for our relationship, Gerard. Okay, you can calm down now, Lewis. Yeah. Hey, hey, I wasn't I wasn't going there, Gerard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a switch hitter.
1: As we were saying about your sense of humor.
0: Hey, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if we're going to be intentional, let's uh-huh. start a podcast or something.
1: Oh, I see what you mean now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> you have my number. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Louis. <laughs> Shut up.
0: We're on a recorded line. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I uh, not really. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah, intentionality. There's the difference. It's, it's, it's hard. I think it is hard, or it's not hard. It's just not the norm to be super intentional with your time, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's actually that that even applies to the scholastic aspect of life. oh
0: scholastic and even
1: spiritual i will dare say i uh, sadly enough i would say it applies even more to the spiritual life here at oh Kasson. yeah oh yeah i mean there are exceptions obviously um, but you don't a have daily to make mass it. crowd for example yeah,
0: yes but yes but that's always there confession is always there which is good you have mass several times a day yes a day so we a- are uncommonly blessed and what that does and I know this is what like uh, I don't know if it's for a majority but for a good chunk, myself included, you take that for granted because you're just like you're everyone around you is virtuous enough. Mm. So so daily mass doesn't really seem like a priority if you're
1: not if you're ev- not enhancing that contrast right. between the good and right. the right. evil. Right, right. Well, it's all about presence of mind. So it, you can be lulled into complacency "Oh, I'm surrounded by like-minded Catholics." Right. Okay, I'll just I'll go to mass on Sunday, and you know what? Confession every two weeks. This is good. Right. And or, it is. Or good.
0: if you or if you go to a, go to more than two house parties, because ah. th- those are always sin. I, I mean. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Lewis. I think, now let me see, which point were you making about reaching out to house parties earlier? Oh, I know. We were reaching out to the Holy Roller crowd. Right,
0: right. We, we, event, baptizing them in bush. I don't think you've been very <laughs>
1: successful.
0: Okay. Um, we got to add a new, like, baptism of desire,
1: baptism of blood, baptism of bush. Oh, shh. <laughs> Lewis. Oh, good grief. I do not condone any behavior to the extreme. That's just because I haven't baptized you <laughs> <her> yet. <laughs> well, I'm going to avoid it with all my ability. <laughs> Miss Debbie will make you. Uh, What? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Okay, well. All right, as we were saying. <laughs> uh, let me see. What was this about? Being lulled into complacency.
0: Yeah, no, because I mean... There's no real threats to our well being, and there's no real threats to our spiritual well being. And so we have no, dr- like, there's, unless you have that inherent drive, which is rare enough, or the habits of devout behavior, there is no drive to become devout because there is nothing to overcome.
1: I think that might be true for a large portion of Christendom. I'm going to go ahead and make a distinction because I've noticed, you know, a small but substantial group of people who came from backgrounds that were in contrast to Christendom enough that they decided to take advantage of the Christendom environment. Okay, fair. Uh, And, you know, kudos to that crowd of people. Yeah, no kudos but
0: in in some sense wouldn't you say that that is a conflict?
1: what do you mean Christ? because
0: because if for a a, a a substantial enough percentage of Christendom students they have you know Catholic families that come here because it's a good Catholic school but that percentage that home life is, in contrast enough, as you said, to the life here at Christendom? Isn't that an obstacle that is formidable?
1: Are you referring to, okay, relationship uh, interaction which crosses that small but substantial group of people who are taking advantage of their time at Christendom and the group of people who aren't fully taking advantage of their time at Christendom? Or are you referring to... I, I'm else? not sure if I understand what you're asking there. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to reword that. There's the group, the large group, that does not take advantage of their time at Christendom.
0: Or doesn't doesn't take, like, doesn't go out of their way to, to take advantage of it.
1: Right. To, like, grow even right. in their spiritual okay. life. Yeah. And then there's that smaller but still substantial group of people who right. do uh, make efforts to grow in their spiritual life here at Christendom. And are you saying those two groups conflict or are you locating the conflict somewhere else? No, I'm locating the conflict somewhere else. Okay. Cuz I was talking about before the 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 um the conflict between home life no, and No, not the, life?
0: the no, the yes, that's what I'm talking about because when the complacency of of the majority is, is is taken into account. It's not complacency it, it, what I was saying before is that the complacency is because there's no substantial threat to their faith. Oh, I see. Whereas for the people that home life is some sort of a contrast to life at Christendom, that is a conflict oh. or, or, or a threat to their faith, is what I mean. So I, I wasn't see. being I wasn't being super precise with my words.
1: There was a sudden temptation for me to say, Oh, that conflict must be a healthy one. And then I realized, Well, if you have a negative <laughs> home life, you really can't call that healthy. But in a way, it is healthy if they came here and are
0: actively pursuing an antidote, as it were. That behavior is healthy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Good distinction. Yes. Good, <laughs> Thank good you.
1: distinction. I, 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 now that I think about it, it's like, Okay. If there's a larger group of people than I suspected at Christendom who have a bad home life and then come here and then there's I'd, I'd say it's I th- I'd say it's larger than people would admit. Well that group is probably larger. But then there's out of all of those people, right. which of them actually take advantage of this better environment? Which right. just perpetuate their own inner conflict.
0: Right. And I mean obviously that that, that question is is a charity question at its true core there's no there's no real answer to that right. there's no poll that will find that answer but but this th- talking about that just reinforces the need for intentional evangelization on campus right yeah if maybe. you are if you are strong in your faith and pursuing your faith you shouldn't leave it up to student life to, not force, but it feels forced sometimes. Right. Force there, spiritual life yes. on the
1: students. That's not acceptable. There was that conference thing a few weeks ago. Right. The
0: the the, the, the uh, student life uh, endorsed oh, Protestant it, service.
1: Was it called Seek 21 or yeah. something? Okay. So there was, I, I originally wasn't going to go to that thing. And then there was a fellow traditionalist uh. who was roped into the the whole event and like was like hey you need to come on up here so that i have somebody of like mine to talk to and i was like okay fine i'm coming and then there was an, a series of conversations that ensued between that person myself and a few others and we were like you know the reason part of the reason why we're having this conference is not just because it provides an opportunity for Christendom to get together again about things spiritual but also because there's a lack of community outreach on spiritual matters. Like there's mass, there's confession, right. but those are just normal things that we just have with greater frequency, but there isn't this cross-group interaction. Right. What we need to do is make sure that that cross-group interaction on spiritual matters isn't confined to seek 21. Right. It needs to be... It needs to be always there yes
0: because because the, the the problem with with the the, the not the, i don't want to say the problem with christendom christendom's community because that makes me sound like i'm separate from it the <laughs> problem with the way that we as students of christendom approach community at christendom college is that we are not intentional enough we're not intentional enough with our community because we're at the point where we're just comfortable with where we're at and we are going to force at some point the community that is expected of christendom college to be
1: mandated upon us right uh i think this is just a call to greater deliberation about right your own life because i think the way everybody's schedules are so crazy there's the scholastic Not really. well i mean for some people there's the sports there's right the schoolwork there is you but know, there's always time all of the the work study and all of these things for the schedule, the scheduled people, the people who like right. use their right. You know it. It's a fast paced life, and you need to learn to slow down mentally and be like right. deliberate about every action. Right.
0: I mean, ideally, you the virtuous man acts from habit and acts virtuously and enjoys it.
1: Right, but. He, you have to take the time to build those yeah, habits no. first.
0: I've
1: got, I've got a little, um,
0: I don't know, an anecdote maybe about like how the 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 Christendom community may have looked, and what how subtle this change is. Oh, really? Because because at not not a personal one, but from what I understand of the Christendom culture, right? It's perfectly acceptable within the tradition. To grab friends at night, go out into the woods, have a bonfire, play music on your guitar, your instruments, maybe have alcoholic beverages, but that's not the focus. At some point along the generational lines, one class switched the emphasis of those gatherings and brought Bluetooth speakers. This isn't this isn't this isn't a rant against Bluetooth speakers. I just I just I just I'm just using it right. symbolically we to, both have Bluetooth, to, Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, we both have them. We play them and, and, and they're amazing. Yes. But the emphasis is different. Mm-hmm. The emphasis is no longer on the same kind of community. And so that action becomes something
1: different. Right. Ch- and, and and like and
0: and, and and I don't I don't wanna seem like I am I'm like hating on people that go out into the woods.
1: Right. I think if I might provide a similar picture... Okay. Just this is how I'd picture it in my mind. It's like, at one point in the past, Kristen was even smaller than it was. On random nights out of the week, you'd go into the woods with your guitars and your harmonicas. You'd build a fire. And you know what? You might have had a little beer there, too. But you sang some songs. You had some serious conversations. You might have smoked a pipe. okay. You had some fun, and then later on, Christmas got a little larger. People got a little crazier. You started, you know, blasting music on electronic devices. You left your instruments back in the dorm if you had any to begin with. The conversations became less not the point formative, and there was an abundance of alcohol. Um, that's yeah, that's not a good transformation. Yeah. Like, I've never full disclosure, never been to a two AM bonfire in the woods. Remind I... me to take you sometime. Uh, thank you, Lewis. Um, I've never been to the parking lot car gatherings. I haven't Th- those those don't exist. Of course not. That, and, uh, that's that's against campus policy, you right. Oh, I had forgotten. I'm so <laughs> sorry. My memory isn't what it was. My eyes All actually the alcohol are really problem. bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, my sense of smell must be bad, too. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Corona? I've never been to any of these things. But in the old days, yeah. if I had it, any, if I was able to trust that, hey, it's a group of guys, we might be playing some instruments. You know what? There might be the, a beer here and there, but the emphasis is definitely not on that. There's going to be fire. It's going to be cool. And there's going to be actually serious conversation. I could see myself heading out into the woods on a random Friday night. But i would never done that, and I never will, because I have friends or acquaintances, or both, who come to me and tell me stories of these absolutely insane escapades, where they're casually telling me, "Oh, I almost drank myself to death." <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, and I'm like, "What the frick?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and it's 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 dangerous because um, it's 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 a real it's a real challenge as a gentleman sometimes at these events because there will be individuals not connected to Christendom that come to talk with
1: girls oh yes no see getting, i've seen that yeah. too and it made me you know not super happy right right it was right. a little weird it's no it's 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 borderline unacceptable well depending like like yeah. that's,
0: that's, that's 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 obviously a case by case situation because there are some people that come because they're friends with right. people and that's fine but it, it, it's it's all in the intention and we can't like say anything definitive about that and so it's just guessing it's usually until bad. something happens yeah so
1: but what you've never been so how, how would you well i'm an unusually well informed individual. oh good <laughs> <laughs> oh, grief that
0: sounds like egotism
1: okay well I don't really have a quick comeback for you, Lewis. I'm so sorry. I'm disappointed. You kicked off the podcast. (laughs) Mental blip. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah, I had something else. but I can't remember what it was. Something about campfires and booze.
0: Oh, two of my favorite things.
1: Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Hmm. No, oh, here it was. It's like, okay, reaction to campus policy. a large portion of people come up to me and they're telling me, oh gosh, I don't understand why campus policy is this strict and this is insane. This wasn't how it was in the old days. And I'm like, my dude, you're literally playing into their hands. You don't think there's going to be a reaction to your behavior? Now, honestly, I don't usually say this to them, but like, this is what I'm thinking on the inside. It's People expect that they can just have their... Unregulated, completely open parties, invite people from off campus, drink a gallon of beer, wine, whiskey, have the drinking party, and then there'll be no repercussions. So like, I'm not a fan of super stringent rules, but right. look, you gotta at least expect right. there to be a crackdown. And
0: especially like like my, my freshman year roommate, he went to the hospital like several times. He was sixteen. He went to the hospital several times for alcohol poisoning. Yeah and and at a certain point like he was 16 he wasn't getting alcohol by himself there were upperclassmen They were giving it to him yeah and that's like as an upper like it, it, like if if you're having a party with alcohol like make sure people drink responsibly yes. or at least
1: within their limits especially if you're providing the alcohol right like okay
0: actually this... funny 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 story about providing alcohol there's this one time that um some people I knew. This was like last semester. We went out to the observatory, which is a notorious drinking spot. Oh yes. And we had a gathering of all the usual suspects, and made sure, made a point to let everyone know that this was a dry party. Interesting. And we had a completely dry party at the observatory. Towards the end, I, I saw s- f- hints of alcohol, but it was it was a completely dry party. And it was
1: and it was one of the funnest times that any of us had ever had that at the same time shocks and astonishes me but also pleases me and makes me very yeah. happy
0: and and this this is part of the solution too yes because you know I, it was the, it was a similar experience to what would happen before but without the throw- up mm-hmm uh, and I <laughs> I enjoy having conversations with people that I don't normally do and if that means going to, to parties, I'll do it. Yep. I'll do it. And I'll have fun. But if, if you can do that anyway, you have to make those opportunities yourself intentionally.
1: Yes. I agree.
0: And so basically, bas- the, 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 in summing up the point of this episode, you have to be intentional with what you do in, in two different words like it, 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 no matter what you do if it's worth doing it's worth doing well but also if it's worth doing it's worth doing poorly it's worth making mistakes it's worth, it's worth taking that step to have a conversation with someone and it's worth it to have it be one of the most awkward experiences of your life because it'll make it easier to do it the next time
1: yep uh reach out. Make sure you're always reaching out.
0: Reach out to faith. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't like my singing voice, Jared?
1: <laughs> uh, what? 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 <laughs> anyway, um, yes, no, uh, to underscore Lewis's point, deliberate in every action. Not just your spiritual life, not just your scholastic life, your social life. Reach out evangelize evangelization applies even to the catholic community in the catholic community we're not all perfect and to actually build community it requires reinforcing other individuals so reach out and make sure you do that
0: yeah well thank you for listening those of you who listened all the way to the end um thanks gerard for making the time to come here my and, pleasure and uh um tune in for our next episode